Sunbelt expectations versus reality. South Alabama Jaguars. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. We're doing our expectations versus reality and it is time for the South Alabama Jaguars. Not a surprise that the two teams went first. Louisiana Rage of Cajuns and South Alabama are the two that I know the best. This could be one of those seasons for South Alabama. They are bringing, as we mentioned, you know, all offseason, 18 out of the 22 starters back from the bowl game. Now, the bowl game didn't go very well against Western Kentucky. Austin Reed and Western Kentucky carved up the South Alabama defense uh, pretty good. But that doesn't mean... Well, anything, <laughs> to be honest with you. All these guys are coming back, and you're getting Keith Coleman back. Uh, and uh, you get a linebacker back that's actually moving to – Wolf Long is moving to the outside. He's going to edge rush. So you're basically uh, losing a center. You're losing a defensive uh, – or a uh, yeah, defensive back. And you're losing a wide receiver. Craig Stevenson from AL.com and 99.5 in Mobile says – He's the beat writer for South Alabama. He thinks James Jackson, the center, is the biggest loss. You do have a Memphis wide receiver trying to replace uh, Jalen Wayne. And uh, who knows? I mean, we need to go through it a little bit closer on who is replacing Darrell Luter Jr. That's going to be a tough replacement because if you're getting, you know, the best receiver, uh, you know, once in a while you are going to get burned. But those are the three guys. That's the three positions that are open. Well, not, excuse me, the right guard is moving over to center at least he's getting the first shot and so you got the right guard position you got a corner position and you got a Jalen Wayne's position that's it this team should be outstanding now their statistics last year were really good they uh, averaged just over 30 points a game they gave up 21 points a game outstanding and they started off uh very quickly actually with uh, 48 against Nichols, right? 38 on the road against Central. 31 in a game against UCLA, which they should have won, right? Then 38 against La Tech. Now, they didn't play particularly well against the Cajuns uh, in Lafayette, but I'm a big believer any win on the road is a good win, especially one that you were behind in, although you did have to, it was a kind of come from a head victory um, after the Cajuns uh, tied things up at a 17. But they have to be more consistently explosive. They struggled offensively against the Cajuns. Should be noted they had a tight end that collapsed and had to be taken away during the game. He ends up being okay, but obviously that can affect you know teenagers playing a uh, football game. Uh, Monroe they didn't play very well defensively. Oddly enough, I mean they put up forty-one points. That's pretty good. Uh, they had a really tough time with uh, Chandler Rogers and Howell, 
Tyrone Howell had a huge day, nine catches, 244 yards. <laughs> they could not uh, stop him and three touchdowns. Uh, the difference in the game was a 17 nothing third quarter. That was basically your ball game uh, in that one. But overall, they need to be more consistently explosive. They fell behind. Let me get back to where I was. Uh, they fell behind um, the Cajuns. They had struggled with only six points against Troy at home. They got off to a bad start against Georgia Southern. Now, I'm also one of those guys, there's reasons and excuses. If your quarterback goes down and you're using the backup, most coaches will say that's an excuse. I say that's a reason. Louisiana, or I should say South Alabama, I think had at least a dozen guys, if not more, sick that week, including safety Yam Banks, who flew in the day of the game to play. Took a little bit for them to get going. Unfortunately, Carter Bradley throws a pick six on the first play of the game, and it was 7 nothing before you could blink. And they eventually came around. Webb, Ladanian Webb, ends up rushing for 247 yards because they couldn't stop at the end of the ball. Uh, Texas State, they played well. Southern Miss, they struggled. but he, And uh, Southern Miss did a heck of a job knocking Bradley around. Uh, Desmond Trotter had to come in. And got the uh, got the Jaguars a a field goal at the end of the half, which was pretty good. Been sitting on the sidelines all first half, and it was a dreary, rainy day. And Desmond Trotter did a good job uh, in that situation. And then I don't know if they were looking ahead or not. They didn't play particularly well against uh, Old Dominion. They got to give Old Dominion a lot of credit. Uh, Nate Sullivan, the offensive lineman, I think with the Saints now, right? Um, uh, he didn't play. He had food poisoning, and so Old Dominion put up a good battle. But they need to be a little bit more consistently uh, explosive, all right? And so you, you look at some of these numbers, and it doesn't really tell the story, right? Bradley, 178 yards against Louisiana Tech. I think Louisiana Tech kept on turning the ball over, right? Uh, Bradley, 179 yards against Arkansas State, but Webb had 162 yards. That was not a ball game, all right? Georgia uh, Southern, uh, Bradley, 193 yards, Webb, 247. Again, they got a lead. They couldn't stop all right. Uh, and so they need to be a little bit more consistently explosive. Again, if they go more than three possessions, and we told this to Kane Womack on an earlier edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, you know, you can't go more than three possessions without scoring. That's like, that's a lot if you go more than three possessions, to be honest with you, right? I mean, do you get 10 in a game? If you get 10 in a game, that's a lot. They shouldn't be going more than three without scoring. Then it's either penalties or a sack or a turnover, whatever the case may be. But that's what that's where they need to be. More consistently explosive because, and we'll get into it after the break, the schedule is setting up. Again, There, it is setting up to be one of those seasons. The thing is, you have the expectations and then you have reality. <laughs> and so we'll get into that because I think South Alabama can be really good. The thing is, their four toughest games are all on the road. That is not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. But maybe if they, well, we'll get into it a little bit later. They just need to be uh, more explosive, more consistently explosive. All right. It can't be 30 points or 28 points or 27 points. They need to be putting up like 42 or 45 points. Their defense should be really good. They're, deep, they're bringing a bunch of guys back. We said that. 
uh, they may have too many safeties and they may have issues on the corners. So we'll see that. That may be the one thing that one spot where they are deficient in the corners. But the one thing that Kane Womack was saying last year and in the offseason, the one place they want to improve on is, you know, rushing the quarterback. So if they improve on that spot, on doing that, that will help out the corners, obviously. All right. So we'll get into the schedule here and the expectations versus uh, reality uh, when we come back with more Locked On Sunbelt, your team, every day. Let me tell you something about LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain they have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, so the expectations are is that South Alabama, it could have, they could have one of those Cajun seasons. It could have a, uh, a, a UCF season. It could have a Cincinnati season. I think maybe getting to the playoff, maybe a little bit stretching it, but maybe not. What happens if they do go undefeated? Crazier things have happened. I just think they have a shot. My goal for South Alabama this year would be uh, in a New Year's Six table. All right. And so, again, their toughest ball games. We, we went over the schedule from last year and how they did. We can go over the schedule this year. Because, uh, again, all their toughest ball games are on the road. At Tulane, September 2nd. At Oklahoma State, September 16th. At James Madison, September 30th. And at Troy, November 2nd. Their toughest game at home is probably going to be Marshall. Maybe the Cajuns. They get Southeast Louisiana at home. That's their home opener. Central Michigan with a uh, return trip. Southern Miss comes in. The Cajuns, Arkansas State, and Marshall. They do end up with a tricky ball game, a little bit of a tricky ball game at Texas State Thanksgiving week. Saturday, November 25th. It's only tricky because, you know, you presume that whatever G.J. Kinney's doing in San Marcos is going to be a whole lot better and organized November 25th than it would be September 2nd. So a little bit of a tricky game post-Thanksgiving. But uh, we'll just we'll just consider that a win. They'll be favored in that ballgame, I would think. But here, here's the expectations versus reality. Anything less than 10 wins, and it's a disappointing season. I'm still trying to figure out the over-under seven and a half. Someone's looking at something, and I don't get it. Here's what they're looking at. They're looking at these four road games at Tulane. That's a seven-point spread. I don't think Tulane's that much better than South Alabama. We'll see. They have their quarterback back, Michael Pratt, but they're, uh, they're replacing Tajay Spears in the, um, in the run game, and we'll see how that goes. And again, we've talked about this all offseason. Can you have a trap game as your season opener with it's not only playing Ole Miss, but you're playing Ole Miss in Holman. That's the thing. 
Ole Miss is coming to New Orleans. That's a big deal. Then you're at Oklahoma State after Southeastern. It's going to be really, yeah, that's not going to be easy. Now, they, they've they lost a whole bunch of guys to the transfer portal. They're turning their whole new offense. And, you know, Mike Gundy's a pretty good coach. And so we'll see how quickly Oklahoma State is organized. Central Michigan's at home. James Madison, they have a quarterback battle going on, but they're going to have a month to get that settled. Monroe should be a win at Monroe. That's always a difficult place to play. We'll see if they get some fans in the stands. That's why it's a difficult place to play is because there's not a, there's not a whole lot of excitement up there. We'll see if they can get some early season wins uh, to bring the fans out. You get Southern Miss uh, at home. That should be a big ball game. Already slated for uh, the Deuce. Is that That's on a Tuesday night. You get the Cajuns at home. Then you're at Troy. That's going to be for the division. All right. And you get Arkansas State and Marshall at home, and then you're at Texas State. So, again, the four toughest ball games at Tulane, at Oklahoma State, at JMU, at Troy. Are they going to win all of those games on the road? Would they win all those games if they were at home? So, my expectations are anything less than 10 wins is going to be disappointing, but you're going to have to win two of those ball games to get to 10 wins. At least. So uh, that's where, again, the reality kind of sets in. I mean, if they win all four of those ball games, they have a very good chance to go undefeated and they'll play in a New Year's Day ball. Will they get into the playoff? Honestly, probably not. I'm not even sure. I mean, that would be super exciting, obviously, if you're if South Alabama's in the playoffs. That not kid ourselves, but it might be. Depending on, I mean, it may be an ugly ball game at that point in time. Who knows? Or maybe South Alabama is that good. But the idea is for them to play in a New Year's Day Bowl uh, because they have that kind of team. And if you're asking me what happens, hopefully they split between Tulane and Oklahoma State. Maybe they win both those ball games. And if you if you win a couple of them early on and you get some momentum and you start believing, it can snowball. As much as it can snowball the other way, as we've seen that happen with teams before. Now you go down, you take care of Tulane. Not going to be easy. I think it's going to be a close ball game. I don't like the seven-point spread. In fact, I'll probably take South Alabama in that ball game uh, for the spread and maybe even the money line. They go down and take care of Tulane. Don't get cocky against Southeastern. And then see what you can do against Oklahoma State. You're not going to you're not going to sneak up on Oklahoma State if you beat Tulane. But as we mentioned again, all offseason, if South Alabama starts 3-0, they're going to be in the top 20. And then everyone starts playing everybody else in the top 20. Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12, ACC. They all start playing each other. Someone's going to lose. South Alabama just moves up because they keep on winning. You know, 3-0 turns into 5-0, turns into 8-0, turns into 10-0, right? And then Troy's sitting there looking to tame the monster and, you know, win the division again. So we'll see how how that goes. But again, the expectations versus reality expectations are really high, but then you have four games that you got to win and you got to beat them on the road. Reality sets in that that's probably to go to win those four games on the road is going to be really impressive. If you can do that. All right, let's take one more time out. When we come back, we will wrap up 
uh, Locked On Sunbelt, expectations versus reality for South Alabama. On Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. All right. Uh, thanks again so much. We're up to 475 subscriptions when I recorded this on Sunday. Uh, that is, I think what I saw my count was 130 over the last 28 days. Like we've basically gone from three, well, since June, no, since the beginning of July, since beginning of July through where we are now, August, I think we've gone from about 300 to 475. It's, it's amazing. All right. And I know we had, well, maybe it started back in June. Maybe it was June. Maybe not July. Maybe it was June. Uh, because we got the, the Southern Miss fans because of the College World Series. But, you know, thank you so much. We're going to continue to grow. Uh, we still have more interviews to do with the Sunbelt coaches. We're working on that for this week. They are busy. I tried to get them all in before they got too busy, but I don't think that happened. Uh, but uh, thanks again. Uh, and we're going to do these. You know, these are kind of the previews for this year. Expectations versus reality. We already did the Cajuns. We're doing South Alabama now, and we'll continue moving forward with these, uh, what they are. Because, again, again, some teams have, I think some of them are even unreasonable expectations. And some of them may be too low expectations. I don't know what to expect when we get to them to Texas State and ODU. I really don't. I think they're going to be fun to watch. That's why I said that game for South Alabama at the end of the season is going to be sneaky, sneaky tough. I just don't, I have no idea what those expectations are. I don't, I, we can look at the over-unders, but have no idea. All right. Uh, so again, thank you so much. Please subscribe in YouTube. Uh, and don't forget, you can also subscribe in Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe on Spotify. That's a big help as well. Wherever you get your uh, audio podcasts, please search for Lockdown Sunbelt and you'll certainly uh, see the logo and uh, you're able to subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a comment uh, and rate it. That helps as well. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up. Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Uh, it will be interesting how the defense looks because for South Alabama because they are missing. Uh, they are missing. They have well, they're missing Darrell Luter, and let's see here. And they're moving along. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> I think I did the wrong name. Um, South Alabama. Well, let's do this. So they are trying to do a, you know, they have to fill the corner spot. And they are moving one of the linebackers that are coming back and moving him. Maybe it's Will Fawn. Let's see what we got here. Defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quentin Wilfon. There you go. Did I say Wilfon. It's Will Wilton uh Wilfon. Quentin Wilfon. He's moving to uh, the edge. All right. And you got, I mean, that you just have a lot. There's not a whole lot of young guys on this team. Defensive end, Jamie Sheriff, senior. Macavius Thomas, Redshirt Jr. Charles Coleman the third, redshirt senior. Quentin Wilfong, redshirt senior. James Miller, redshirt senior. Trey Kizer, Trey Kaiser, senior. Marquise Robinson, junior. Keith Gallman, redshirt senior. 
Jaden Voison, redshirt junior. You do have Ricky Fletcher as the other possible corner. He's a sophomore. Yan Banks is a junior. Those are the two youngest guys on the defense. Everybody else has played at least four years of college football. <laughs> Some are more than that. Offensively, uh, Javen Ivory, redshirt senior. Devin Voison, wide receiver, redshirt senior. Colin Lacey, junior. Josh McCulloch, redshirt senior. James Robinson, uh, is that right? Robinson, redshirt junior. I think it is. Uh, center, Reggie Smith, redshirt senior. Dante Lucas, redshirt senior. Adrian Strickland, redshirt sophomore. He's young. <laughs> Lincoln Sefcik, tight end, redshirt senior. Brandon Crum, another tight end, senior. Bradley Carter, redshirt senior. Ladanian Webb, senior. There are very few, in fact, I, didn't I read two underclassmen? You got two sophomores and two juniors on here. It's a lot of experience. And even, even some of the backups are upperclassmen. So you do have a bunch of people who are experienced for South Alabama, both offensively and defensively. And absolutely, the expectations should be through the roof. Doesn't mean you can chalk up any of these wins. You know, don't get cocky against Southeastern, especially if you beat Tulane. They're going to want to come in uh, into Mobile and take down South Alabama. So don't get cocky with, you know, that's that would be the definition of a trap game, right? You have Tulane on one end and you have Oklahoma State on the other end and you got Southeastern in the middle. Don't get cocky. Don't get cocky. So I think the expectations for South Alabama should be through the roof. They have one of those opportunities that some power five or group of five teams generally don't have. Uh, they have a, uh, a schedule with a group of five team that's in the top 20, preseason top 25-ish. A lot of the polls they're already in. And then they'll play a, a legit power five team and uh, may not be Oklahoma State's year per se, but it'll be a huge win for South Alabama. Long way to go before that, but I want to see them be more consistently explosive. That is the key message. Uh, they need to be averaging closer to 42 points than 32 points in 2023 all right once again thank you so much for tuning in to lockdown sunbelt your team every day i'm your host dave schultz have a fantastic week and we'll be back again tomorrow with another edition of lockdown sunbelt